Welcome to a new episode from the Insatiable Writer Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about words. And we're going to talk about text that is very interesting to know about. So the topic is interesting. And of course, the words are interesting. Today's topic is women in the Civil War. So without further ado, let's hear the topic first. And let's learn more about the role of women in the American Civil War. Women in the Civil War By almost any standards, the Civil War was the greatest catastrophe in U.S. history. Destruction pervaded the South and led to its economic ruin. More than 600,000 soldiers died in the conflict, and the war left a disputatious legacy of racial and sectional bitterness that would last for more than a century. Yet the Civil War also left another legacy. It opened the way for American women to serve with honor in war. For the first time in U.S. history, scores of women from the North and the South actively took part in the war effort. With the onslaught of battle, women came forward in droves to pitch in on the soldiers' behalf. Some, like Sally Tompkins, established small hospitals. Others, like Mary Livermore and Mary Ann Bickerdyke, organized or ran chapters of soldiers' aid societies. Even the famous Dorothy Dix, known for being prudent in her care of the mentally ill, took charge of the nursing services for all the federal armies. A great number of women also looked after their farms or took jobs formerly held by men. Many women, particularly nurses, came dangerously close to the fighting. Clara Barton, who later founded the American Red Cross, regularly put her life on the line while tending a wounded soldier. Some northern women disguised themselves as men so that they could fight with Union regiments. For some, the incentive was patriotism. For other women, it was to be with their husbands. Regardless of the role they played in the war, Women demonstrated loyalty, bravery, and skill. They also showed that the Civil War was not just a man's war. It was also a war in which women could serve both on the battlefield and on the home front. So that was our story for today. It is about the role of women in the Civil War. Maybe we're not talking about a great time in the history of the United States. It is civil war after all. But the important thing is that most people, when they talk about civil war, they talk about great men that changed the course of history during the civil war, during those bitter times. But this story is dedicated to women whose role was also as important and they made all the difference in that bitter time in American history. But of course, as usual, our focus is on the words we're going to learn from this text. So let's start with the first word, and that word is catastrophe. In the text, we said, by almost any standards, the Civil War was the greatest catastrophe in U.S. history. Catastrophe is spelled C-A-T-A-S-T-R-O-P-H-E. It is a long word. Catastrophe. So what do you think that means? Look at the context. It is the greatest catastrophe. Are we talking about something good or something bad? 
Which word out of these four words do you think is closer in meaning to the word catastrophe? Is it triumph, tragedy, success, or battle? Well, think about it while we talk more about this word catastrophe. Well, a catastrophe is an unexpected event that causes great suffering or damage. Sometimes it's not exactly unexpected. Sometimes people just go towards a catastrophe. Sometimes people cause a catastrophe. But usually, the generic meaning of this word is that it is an unexpected event, but the most important thing that it causes great suffering or damage. For example, by landing the damaged plane in an open field, the pilot prevented a major catastrophe from occurring. Because an open field, that's not like landing it in the middle of a town or a city. So that, you know, you can hit thousands of people while landing this plane. So here he averted or he prevented a major catastrophe from happening. So going back to the four words I gave you. Now, what do you think? Is it triumph, tragedy, success, or battle? Obviously, catastrophe is closest in meaning to tragedy. So that was about catastrophe. Now let's move on to the next word, pervade. In the text, we said destruction pervaded the South and led to its economic ruin. Pervade is spelled P-E-R-V-A-D-E. Pervade. Now, when we look at pervaded in this context, do you think it's closest in meaning to ignited, outdid, trailed, or permeated? Now, if something pervades a place or thing, it is a noticeable feature throughout this place or thing. For example, we say pollutants pervade the atmosphere of many of our nation's large cities. It's everywhere. It is a noticeable feature throughout the whole place, all the large cities. So now going back to these four words I gave you, which one do you think is closest in meaning to pervade? Ignited, outdid, trailed, or permeated? Obviously, it is permeated, which has a similar meaning to pervade. And now let's move on to talk about the next word in our text, and that is disputatious. Disputatious is spelled D-I-S-P-U-T-A-T-I-O-U-S. Disputatious. In the text we said, the war left a disputatious legacy of racial and sectional bitterness that would last for more than a century. So what do you think this disputatious means? Does it mean peaceable, burgeoning, contentious, or triumphant? A disputatious person is a person inclined to argue or a person who is fond of arguing. And I'm certain you know people like this because they exist everywhere. Hopefully, there are not too many because life would be very difficult around people like this, people who are fond, who love arguing for anything, about anything. So, that is the meaning of a disputatious person. For example, two of the more disputatious members of the comedy soon got into an argument about where to build a new facility. So, instead of finding solutions or focusing on solutions, they focus on problems and they focus on differences and things may never end because they argue all the time. 
disputatious. Remember this word. This word is very useful to talk about many people I'm sure you know. So going back to our four words, what do you think? Is it close to peaceable, burgeoning, contentious, or triumphant? Well, obviously the word that is a synonym to disputatious from this list is contentious. So that was about our third word for today. Let's talk about the fourth word, and that is onslaught. Onslaught is spelled O-N-S-L-A-U-G-H-T. In the text, we said, With the onslaught of battle, women came forward in droves to pitch in on the soldiers' behalf. So what do we mean by this onslaught? Is it the onset? Is it the slaughter? Is it the ending or the horror? Which word out of these four words is closest in meaning to onslaught? Let's find out some more about this word. An onslaught on someone or something is a very violent, forceful attack against them. So, we're talking about an attack, especially the onslaught is the beginning of this attack. Now, let's take a look at an example with the word onslaught. At the first shock of the enemy's onslaught, our lines wavered a bit, but they soon recovered and held firm. So, going back to our four words, which one do you think is closest in meaning to the word onslaught? You may be tempted to choose slaughter, because onslaught, slaughter, they're close, but slaughter is killing a lot of people, usually in an unfair way or in an unfair fight, like a massacre or something. But that's not exactly onslaught. Onslaught is about the attack, the about the beginning of the attack, the beginning of something bad. The onslaught is closest in meaning to the onset. Now let's move to the next word in our text, and that is prudent. P-R-U-D-E-N-T. Prudent. In the text, we said even the famous Dorothy Dix, known for being prudent in her care of the mentally ill, took charge of the nursing services for all the federal armies. So when we talk about prudent, what do you think we're talking about? We're talking about rash, we're talking about sensible, lagging, or successful. If you want to replace this word in the text with one of these words, which one would you choose? Let's figure that out by talking more about this word. Prudent is a very simple word. Someone who is prudent is sensible and careful. That is the meaning of prudent. For example, even the most prudent business person knows that there are times when it is necessary to take chances. Because prudent business people should not take unnecessary chances, should not be rash. But even the most prudent business person knows that there are times when it is necessary to take chances. So, let's go back to our four words. Now, it's obvious. We even said it in the definition itself. It is sensible. Now, we still have one word to go, and it is a very important word, and that is incentive. I-N-C-E-N-T-I-V-E. Incentive. In the text, we said, for some, the incentive was patriotism. For other women, it was to be with their husbands. So, Talking about incentive, what do you think that means? Which word is closest in meaning to incentive? Is it pressure, restraint, hindrance, or inducement? Let's figure that out by talking more about this word, incentive. If something is an incentive to do something, it encourages you to do it. 
Like when we say you get a job and you're doing your job very well, you're working very hard. Why are you doing that? What is the thing that encourages you to do that? What is your incentive? And let's use incentive in a sentence. Do you really believe that making money is the only incentive that leads people to work hard and try to excel? Is it the only incentive? Is it the only incentive for you? For some people, it is. Some other people would say, no, it is an incentive, but it's not the only incentive. And for some other people, it's not an incentive at all. They don't care about money at all. They care about other things. So the most important thing is that you understand the meaning of the word incentive and how to use it. And it's very important, very useful that you can use in many contexts. So now going back to the four words I gave you, let's try to figure out which word is closest in meaning to incentive. Is it pressure? No. Restraint? Hindrance? Obviously, they're not closely related to the word incentive. But inducement has a similar meaning to the word incentive. So these are all the words we wanted to focus on in this episode. But remember, that's not everything. As usual, in Word Power, we have more for you to learn if you follow the link I will leave in the description of the episode. If you follow the link in the description of the episode, you will learn more words. And it's not going to be just learning these words. We're going to have interactive exercises on Quizlet and a PDF worksheet made specifically for this lesson. Well, if you use the interactive activities that I created on Quizlet, you will find that it's not just learning the words. You have different modes you can use to master the words. You can use flashcards where you can have 20 words, including the six words we just talked about. And in flashcards, you're going to have the word on one side. You're going to have the definition on another side with a picture that will help you remember the word. And you can practice this first by just flipping the cards and learning about the words. And then you can move through the cards while reading the definition and looking at the picture, guessing what the word is. But there's even a better mode when you want to learn and you want to remember these words. And that is called learn. With learn, it is a little bit more challenging because you have to guess. And if you want to practice spelling, you can choose the write or spell mode. And when you feel comfortable that you know these 20 words and now you can take a test, you can click on a test. And that's not all. You can also choose to play a couple of games. There is the match game and the gravity game. And it is challenging because you will need to type the word before the definition disappears from the screen. So a lot of things you can do on Quizlet. And remember, the great benefit is that you don't only learn these six words we talked about in the episode, but you learn 20 words, including these six words. So that is very important if you really want to invest some time into improving your vocabulary in English. But that's not all. We also have the PDF worksheet. And I created this worksheet specifically for this episode. So all the exercises we have included in this worksheet are words from this episode. And as I told you, we have 20 words, including the six words we learned in this episode. First, you will have a study sheet. You will have the words with their definitions. And then we will start learning or practicing the spelling of these words by choosing the correct spelling of the word out of four options. And in these four options, I included the common mistakes, or actually I tried to include as much as I can, the common mistakes people make when they write these words. 
For example, we talked in the episode about the word pervade, and here you will find that there's a question where you should choose the correct spelling of pervade. And here we have P-E-R-V-V-A-D-E, or P-I-R-V-A-D-E, or P-E-R-V-A-D-E, or P-R-V-A-D. Obviously, it's the third choice, P-E-R-V-A-D-E. But you might confuse that with P-I-R, for example. The bottom line is, this exercise is very useful to master the spelling of these 20 words that are included in the worksheet. And then there is the crossword puzzle of the 20 words. But here we don't just have the definitions and then, you know, the same definitions for the same words. So by now you just look at the definition and you know the word. I want it to be a little bit more challenging and more useful because you want to learn new words. And that is our main goal, of course. But I want you to learn these words in different contexts, as many different contexts as possible. And here I included sentences. So instead of just giving you definitions as clues, I gave you sentences and there is a blank in each sentence and you should choose one of these 20 words to complete these sentences. And that will give you an extra challenge. And it's not just about the challenge. Remember, it's about learning these words in different contexts. Because learning these words in as many different contexts as possible, turn these words from just passive words that you may know the meaning of when you see them to words you can use in your active language. So we have the crossword puzzle, and then we have a matching exercise where we have synonyms and antonyms of the words. So there is a chance for some eager minds to learn even more words in addition to those 20 words. And after that, we have multiple choice questions where we also have sentences with blanks and you should complete the sentences by choosing one of the words from the choices given. And the thing is that the sentences I use here are different from the sentences I use in the crossword puzzle. So the idea, again, is to give you as many different contexts as possible, or examples, if you will, to make the words permanent in your active vocabulary bank. After we finish the multiple choice questions, we have a fun exercise that will also improve your language by going back to these sentences that we practiced. And here I removed a couple of words from each sentence and you will have to put them back. These words are kind of randomly chosen because I don't want you just to focus on the words that you're learning in this episode or the words that you're learning in this word power. I want you also to focus on the language and how the sentences are constructed in a fun way and a very easy way. Because I understand it's not school here, you know, it's, it's a podcast. It's something that you do for fun, but why not at the same time gain a lot of benefit from it? So we have here our sentences and the missing words that you need to put back in place after this exercise. We also have the text we just read with blanks as well. And you need to put the words back in place. And we're not just talking about the words we focused on. We're talking about any words from the text. So that's a very useful exercise for you to improve your language. And after that, we also have another spelling exercise using this text as well. With each line from the text having one spelling mistake, you need to spot and correct. Maybe at this point you might say that's too much. And this is exactly why I created a versatile worksheet with many different kinds of exercises. Because, you know, I don't know exactly what exercise suits you or uh, what exercise is most entertaining for you. 
So I created different exercises. You can take the worksheet, you can do it all and gain the 100% benefit intended, or you can pick and choose the exercises you enjoy. For example, there is also the word search after this exercise. Some people enjoy word searches, and obviously the 20 words we learn in this word power are included in this word search. After we finish all these exercises about the 20 new words we learn in this word power, which is word power 24, by the way, and in the past I used to call them vocabulary builder, but they're just the same thing. I have added a new section to the worksheet and I called it Remember Words from Previous Episodes. And that is exactly what is meant by this. Point is, if you don't review the words you learned earlier, you might forget them soon. So in this section, which I added to Word Power 23 last week and this week, and I'm going to add them from now on, I pick some of the words that we used in the 23 word powers we've had so far. We have a crossword puzzle, a big one actually, with sentences and missing words, but they're not from this week. So it may be from word power one all the way to word power 23. But these words are not from the words included in 24 in this episode. And then we have a multiple choice question exercise also from the 23 earlier word power episodes. And finally, we have the word search That is a fun way and you get to see the words and here you will have a chance not just to remember or enjoy playing the word search, might be also a chance for you to remember the meaning of these words. And the words in the word search are different from the words into multiple choice questions and the words in the crossword puzzle. So as many words as I can give you in one little PDF worksheet. I'm sorry, this time I talked a lot about the interactive activities. I explained about them and I talked about the different activities in the worksheet. I don't usually do that. I just tell you just you can find the interactive activities and the PDF worksheet. I'm sorry if if it were a little bit long for your taste, but that is what you can get with the, not the extra stuff. I wouldn't call it extra. Actually, that is the other essential part of the podcast. With this being said, I would like to thank you very much for listening to another episode from the Insatiable Writer Podcast. This is your host, Danny. I will see you next time.